Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2024 Mexico Open. Now they're in a good old uh, Puerto Vallarta. I've heard different areas, but it's the Vallarta area, which is usually called Puerto Vallarta uh, in Mexico, kind of down the coast area. Um, should be fun, kind of, maybe, sort of. We'll break it all down for you, recap some of the Genesis. Like, people are afraid to go play in Mexico because of Montezuma's Revenge. Seems like that happened in Genesis. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. But you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. My co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. It's um, another week in the books. Um, somehow a golf tournament with, you know, 60-ish golfers and a cut of 50 and T50 and uh, within 10 strokes. Somehow I had zero sixes, sixes because of Justin Thomas and Matt Patrick. <laughs> Um, we got Tiger with the shits leaving. Some other guys got sick. Jordan Spieth gets DQ'd. What were your thoughts on the Genesis? Like Hideki looked amazing on Sunday. No, 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 no shade on that. He looked great. No. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was another shit show of a week, man. I mean, um, I, I don't, I don't know how it keeps happening to the PGA Tour at like the very worst time too. Obviously, you've got return of Tiger. He looks like he's going to make the cut, play the weekend, help the uh, the viewership and the buzz about the tournament, and then he gets the flu um, and withdraws after seven holes or whatever on on Friday. And then the next one of the next biggest draws, Jordan Spieth signs an incorrect scorecard. Not uh, they're going to go and DQ him. He's not going to play the weekend. Um, he had a cut. Yeah, I I was this, I played one lineup. I had two guys who missed the cut, uh, yeah. Kirk and and Wyndham Clark. Um, so from that perspective, I was just kind of done with the tournament until Sunday, when I did turn it on because there's not a whole lot else going on on Sundays, and uh, thought we were going to have a great tournament like that was going to come down to the wire. And then Hideki, I mean, I, I mean, what do you even say about those shots? I think it was fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, where he almost holds out back to back and. Um, and then makes a great birdie on 17 and it's not even it's over Close. like there's it's it, it 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 went from like being like oh we're gonna have this great finish you got will zalator is one of the better up-and-comers that there is you got cantlay xander two of the bigger names more of the elite golfers um coming down the stretch and then hideki says nah i'm just gonna win this thing by three so see y'all yeah. Yeah, this, the 14 and 15, he was a total of six inches and eight inches away on two of those shots. Just it would have been cooler if Hideki was more in contention and had a later tee time and therefore was in kind of one of the final two groups. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like that would have made the yeah the drama so much better. But well, that's what people are saying. Like uh, it's kind of rough on the tour when they already lost Tiger for the week, lost Jordan. And now the tournament's over with like three and a half holes to go still <laughs> with the leaders out there. Like they show the picture of the caddy just vaping on the freaking porch, <laughs> watching like like he has a pack of smokes in one hand and his vape in the other, just chilling. It's I can't someone quote tweeted it. I can't remember who it was. It was, it was great. It was like nothing like uh, after a, a laborious day on the course, staring off with your vape pen, knowing you're collecting about four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, he's chilling. Yep. Um, Hideki doing a typical Hideki things like when Hideki was in his prime, 
he would hit shots and get mad at his shot, and he would then like a foot every time. You look at him going, "What's wrong, Hideki?" He did that a couple times on Sunday, and even he in did. the post round, he's like, "I feel like I shot three over." I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you shot nine under. You shot like the best closing round on that golf course. You were bogey free. You shot six under on the back nine, which is a the harder nine. It was just yeah. insane what Hideki did on on Sunday. It was it was good to see. Good to see. It was. I mean, it, and you know, we talked about it last week. It's a matter of time before he makes before Price he's back. Stupid. The price and that so that. Dumb. That price was at seventy four hundred or wherever he was yep. last last week. I mean, that was just too low. I wish I listened to myself yep. and played him um, in my one lineup. I did not, uh, so I hope somebody out there was able to benefit from that. Uh, you know, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was just a, an unfortunate series of events again for the PGA Tour uh, coming off a week where. Um, you know, it it, it was a, a better week at the at as far as the golf goes obviously with the playoff, but then kind of a shit show as far as the alcohol consumption and just yeah. the crowd week before 54 hole, you know, it, it's just not been a great start to the year in my opinion. And you, and you've had all these hundred to one winners and then Hideki was, I think 75, 75. So, yeah. so, like, so it's yeah. <laughs> close enough, but he, at least he's a name that people know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that the only thing I've, I've thought, uh, you know, is I hope that we're going through this now and then we end up getting just epic majors you know, all year. The Masters is a great finish, is a great tournament, and then the rest of them are as well as far as the majors go. So if that happens, I would I'll gladly, gladly uh sacrifice the Genesis Open to have a great Masters or a great US Open. Yeah, we'll see. So we have Mexico this week. We have the Honda or whatever they're calling it now. The Honda's next week. And then we get um I believe Arnie and then the players or players and Arnie, something like that. Yeah, it's Arnie. Yeah, the, the 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 players will be another good one too. I forgot we even have that before we even get to the before Masters. the Masters. Yeah, we, we got we have good golf coming up. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, there's some good golf courses. But Riviera yeah, sure. is a great golf course, and then that turned true, into what it sure. did. So hey, I'll, I'll ask you this because I saw this on Twitter a lot too before we go on to Mexico, because this is gonna be a, an interesting episode after that point. Um the, I believe it was the fourth hole, like a 15 percentage greens and reg rate. Many guys were complaining about it. Uh, many of the announcers were talking about it. It's just it's by far the hardest green to hit in regs. Like you know, some of the guys are saying, the way it's built uh, and the the around the green, it doesn't reward good shots or re- rewards lucky shots. It's just a it's just a bad hole design. They're saying it was interesting to see so many golfers, I guess, talk about this. Like I even saw people like uh, Adam Shank said, "Hey Tiger, love your tournament. Love being here. Thanks for having me. Anyway, we could change four to do this, this, and this. Thanks." <laughs> I missed all that. I yeah. I didn't see any of those takes, so I didn't hear them. Um, so, yeah, but that's just that's to me just without knowing any context or I, I don't even remember watching the fourth hole. Um, but that's just golfers bitching about yeah. golfer shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody has to play that same hole. That's so, because everyone's everyone's fighting for par. Figure it out. Too. So yeah. apparently Hideki didn't have a problem because he didn't vote I mean, the hole on Sunday. I don't know. So, yeah, like- it was just interesting to see that many voices speaking it and the last thing i thought that was very funny on sunday jim nance had no problem calling out the slow play of the final grouping of xander and cantley because they were like a hole and a half to two holes behind early bad early yeah right out the gate yeah it was bad yes i think that part of that was a little bit was i mean zelatoris and english were playing I think it was – was he playing with – no, he wasn't playing with English. He was playing with Luke List. They were playing really good golf. So, like, Luke List shot 30 on the front. So, obviously, sure. he's not taking as many shots. And both Xander and um, Cantlay 
have made all par, so they're taking more shots. And you know, Cantley takes more time over the ball. Yeah. I think that's part of it because they almost they were closer, a, a lot closer on the back nine, especially at the end than it that's was true. on the front nine after Luke List came back down to earth. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny because I thought Luke List on the front nine was just going to run away with it. That's and what then, it felt like. Yeah, and then you got Hideki who ends up running away with it, and yeah. yep, yeah. just leaves wild us stuff. with wild nothing. stuff. All right, let's go to Mexico. I'd love to go to Mexico, honestly. Yeah, I would too. Hey, both of our weather. Yours is cold, mine's been wet. It's been. I'm ready to go to Mexico. Let's do it's it. Brutal. Um, let's talk about it here, though. I know we have two years of history. So what do you got for some past event history? <laughs> Mexico, Open. and it's a different time of year this year too. By the way, is it? Was it? What time it of year was it? Like, like uh, it used to be around the Wells Fargo, but now they made it so it actually makes geographical sense to go from California to Mexico to Florida. Novel concept, I know. Yeah, they used to go East Coast back to Mexico back to the East Coast is what they used to do. Yeah, that's ignorant. Well, at least they they figured that out. Uh, yeah, last year Tony Finau was the winner, three shots. At uh, three shots over John Rom, he shot 24 under for the week. The 2022 champion was John Rom, he shot 17 under for the week. One shot over Finau, Kitayama, and Brandon Wu. They have played other tournaments here, and that you know, you're looking at like it's really strange scoring. The winner is either like 23 under or 17 under. Strange. That's that, so <laughs> not, not anything in between just those two numbers, basically. Well, yeah, so you got 24. 24-17 on the yeah. PGA Tour. And then if you you know if you look at the – I think it's PGA Tour Latin America. 23-under, 17-under, 18-under, 16-under, 23-under, 17-under, 7-under, 14-under, 17-under, 12-15-17. It's just it's, – it's, yeah, it's just an odd. Obviously, you didn't have as many good golfers previous playing this golf course previous to 2022, but still, you know, I mean, Alvaro, Alvaro Ortiz shot 23-under in 2021. Birdie Fest Central is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And uh, it'll make sense when you look at it here as we go to – and this is – I thought – surprised they haven't found the new golf course, to be honest, because this is designed by Greg Norman. It's a yeah. Norman <laughs> golf course. Um, and, and, the, and they moved it from golf – They that the one – the other one they played Ultapeca? at. Yeah, because the that's where – because they agreed to get, have live tournament there. Yeah, live at the Mayakoba. There's Pultapeca place. So now it's here. And then they went to – a Craig Norman course. <laughs> yeah. Too good. Too good. Odd. Uh, the Norman signature course at Vedanta Nuevo Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Yes. There you go. I have a little good. Spanish in me. Well, that's, um, you also live in California. I was like, yeah, I work in farming for most <laughs> of my life. So I, I can speak Spanglish very well. Yeah. Uh, Spanglish is what I want to say, not Spanish, Spanglish. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's down there in Puerto Vallarta. Um, it's not technically, like, Puerto Vallarta is kind of like on the ocean, a peninsula type place. This course is more inland in Puerto Vallarta though, so you can get affected by the winds. There's no denying that, but it's not like a given hey, we're on the ocean thing. That's why you still see scores between 17 and 23 as Jesse was mentioning. If it was if there was more wind issues, we'd see the, a lot more 7s and 8s probably popping up in this joint like we do down there in Bermuda and whatnot from time to time. So you're going to get plenty of scoring here. It's a par 71, almost 7,500 yards. Very, very long golf course. You think par 75 or, uh, par, or 7,500 yards Usually a par 72, you got the 71. Water, water is in play in 13 holes, but you really have to F up to find it. Let's put it that way. And what you're going to get here, tons of uh, pass palm turf. Fairway is rough. Rough's about an inch and a half. It's very sticky. So, And the fairways are super wide, 41 to 42 yards wide. It's a bomber's paradise. Uh, greens are slow, slow pass palm greens as well. So... Uh, you might have to be able to get good out of the, the green side bunkers, but like scrambling shouldn't be a big issue. 
what it comes down to is you're going to see a lot of bombers here and long iron play here. That's kind of what it, it comes down to looking at things. A lot of your approaches, if you're kind of playing safer off the tee, is around the 200-yard range. Majority of approaches in general, 175 to 200-plus, give or take. So I focused on that in my model quite a bit. It was long iron play and just driving distance, incorporating a few things. And if you look into some of the guys that have had success here in the past, they are guys that we will talk, or at least I know I'll talk about on the show because they came back with those things that they do very well, is long iron play and driving distance. So I'm keeping it really simple this week because it is a, a shit show. We'll talk about it. there's a lot of 5K golfers this week. Over half the field is basically in the 5K and 6K range. So it's going to be a mess. So what stats are you looking for this week, Jesse? Because even saying that out loud, with that many bad golfers, most of the stats aren't even current. Yeah, I mean, unless you can get like some Corn Ferry stats, uh, European yeah. Tour stats. Uh, yeah, so par 5 scoring, I think, matters. Um, driving distance matters. Approach matters on every single course, that, especially the ones that – well, on every course, just it matters. And then birdie or better percentage. Um, so that's where I'm kind of looking. There's not a whole lot of course history. There's, you know, two years, so it's worth looking at it. I don't wait it, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll still look at the course history just because guys that can go to Mexico and play well um, will we'll bode well. But at the same time, outside of the, I'm just going to say in general, like 8K and above guy, probably just 9K and above, 8K and above guys, a lot of these boys are in corn fairy Start, you know, throwing darts at the pen type guys and hoping they can putt well. So it'll vary quite a bit, kind of what Jesse was saying. Um, with that being said, let's have some fun though. Let's talk some DK pricing because even in this wonky field, we somehow have five guys over $10,000, Jesse. Um, we have Tony Finau at $12,000. He's finished second and first here for those that have been living under a rock. Emiliano Grio at 11 1. Nikolai Hogard, 10 7. Thorborn Olison 10-3, Tomas Dietrich 10-1. So a Euro feel up here outside of uh, good old Finon. I guess Griot is actually like Argentinian. But uh, yeah, very foreign feeling to the top 10. Very corn fairy feeling. To the top. I mean, like this is... <laughs> the whole field. It gets better, Jesse. I promise. Rough. Better. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does not. Um, don't let him lie to you. Uh, Tony Finau, I mean, obviously he's very much in play at 12,000. Hoygaard definitely hits it far enough. 10,700 put here. Uh, last year finished 33rd and played last week. Um, made a bunch of cuts in a row on tour, including the PGA, including the European tour. Um, all three this year finished second at the Farmers Open a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then Olsen at, at 10 3. Um, he's never played here, but similar to. Um, Hoygaard and that he, he does hit it far enough and has been playing plenty of golf. He's been playing most of the DP world tour uh, and is coming off an eighth place finish his last time out, which it, unless he played some like other event, I don't know, which was in January. Um, and then Dietrich has been playing on the tour, 10,100 there for him, three straight make cuts for him. Last being at the Phoenix open finished 28th. And then, you know, at AT&T uh, at, at Pebble beach, he finished fourth. So, I don't know. Grio, I, I I don't know. I buddy, I, you tell me. I mean, like I would really focus on, in my opinion, Hoygaard and Dietrich in this range if you're gonna be up here. Cause then yeah. you're gonna have to go way down. It, it it makes it more difficult if you play Finau, but it's hard yeah. to pass him on him too. I'm just glad they priced Fino at twelve K. 
Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. they did. <laughs> That's a good job be, pricing this. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he'd be in every single lineup. And that's right. why you got to have the 5K guys because you got to get the options still at that fee now. But it makes it at least, at least you have to work for it, which right. I appreciate. Yeah. Um, kind of like Jesse said, if you want Fino, take Fino. Like, there's no problem with that. But I'm going to pass, honestly. I'm going to do my stupid thing because at 12K, you better win the whole freaking thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've cost me tremendously in, the, in this deal. Uh, the Grio one's just very interesting for the fact that. He has finished fifth here last year, 33rd the year before. So he's played it both years. He's played it well. He's making cuts. Are they great at this price point at 11-1? I don't know, 44th, 22nd, 14th, 20th, 7th. You'd like more. Not going to deny that. But um, I think Griot's interesting at 11-1 because I don't think many are going to pay that price is why it appeals to me. Now, if you go to the last 24 rounds, his iron play is atrocious. But somehow he's still finishing well, so he must be scrambling his butt off or something. He's actually putting well. He's ninth in this field in putting in the last yeah, 24 hours. Go, go through that one into the sun. Speaking um, of which, did you see the tweet that the PJ Tour put out that uh, was about Luke List? And it, basically it said, you can expect Luke List to make it if he's got a putter in his hands. Did you see that tweet? And he like made like a 30-footer or something. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Speaking of bad putting, we didn't even talk about Scotty Scheffler. Whew. Yeah, yeah. we'll get there eventually the next time he's in the field. Yeah, because, man, that's that's rough. But then it comes down to, like you said, Hogard, Olis, and Dietrich. And Dietrich's been playing the most, been playing well. Hogard's really solid, too. You mentioned the driving distance is big here. He's ninth in the field from 175 to 200. Uh, you go 200 plus, he's six, uh, he's uh, 91st, so it's a little different. Olsen is the interesting one to me because I think people know Dietrich. They know Hogard. That has some love to it. Olsen, like he's 39th in my model, which I don't even know if I should care about rankings a ton in this. I will because I'll throw names out there, but he's 16th from 200 yards plus, and he's 26th from 175 to 200. Now that's his last 24 rounds on the PGA Tour because we don't have corn fair, or I don't have uh, DP World Tour stats, unfortunately. But um, he rates out well in those regards. But in general, I hate this whole range just for the fact that it ruins the rest of my team. That may change because there are some 6K guys I don't mind. Uh, I think there would have normally been 7K guys when we talk about them later. So 10K and above, I, I plan on using none of them. But, man, I think I go Olsen if I have to, and it's just that, that just that whole have-to part doesn't make it fun. Uh, 9K range, yeah, Keith Mitchell. I'm like, how's Keith not the 10K with those other guys? Or Jaeger. Jaeger is 10K a few weeks ago. I'm surprised Jaeger's not, yeah. Uh, so Mitchell's 99, Jaeger's 98, P-Rod is $9,700. Oh, my God. Uh, Pendrith is 96, EVR is 95, Mac Hughes 94, Ryan Fox 93, Ryo Histanyan is 92, Brandon Wu, who's played great here, is 91, and Hubs is 9K. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, if if Keith Mitchell can get his short game going, that's been really kind of his Achilles heel here more recently. Um, he finished 17th at the Phoenix Open, but did not have a very good short game, didn't have a good short game at Pebble Beach. Uh, he definitely hits it far enough, um, and we know you know how good of an iron striker he can be. Uh, Jaeger at 9,800, 18th and 15th in his last two starts here, so... I mean, yeah, I, how is he not 10K and above, especially with his form coming in? I, I know he finished 71st, 71st, 71st at Pebble Beach, but before that was 3rd, 52nd, 18th, 28th, 45th. I mean, in much more legitimate fields than this one. Is it a P. Raj week? I think it is. He plays great here. That, tenth, price, that price is tough to stomach, but he plays great here. 10th, 10th, last two, uh, last two starts. Uh, missed the cut last week. 
at, at, at Riviera, um, but had made four in a row before that. Pendrith at 9,600, 30th here last year, ninth his last time out to Farmers. EVR, 33rd um, in his loan start here last year. And come off a miscut at Phoenix. I, I do like EVR quite a bit this week, just with the perspective of like he's coming off a uh, miscut there. Uh, Rio, uh, 9,200, your boy. Um, yeah. I don't have any stats or anything on him, but I think he is playable. Nobody else will play him. And then Brandon Wu, yeah, 9,100, third and second in his last two starts here, but coming off a miscut at Phoenix, 47th, Pebble Beach, miscut American Express. So a little bit more wonky form um, coming in, but. Obviously, it's hard to deny that you know, those, those two starts and those two top three finishes uh, in the last two years for Brandon Blue. Yep, Killer Keith is interesting. I give you that. If you guys want to play him, I'm not gonna. I'm not opposed to it. But I pretty much have three dudes here because they rank in my top sixth. And that is Jaeger bombs. He's sixth in my model. You hit on it, but he's like 18th from 175 to 200. Uh, he's one of the better ball strikers in the field. Seventh in strokes gained ball striking. He's 27th in driving distance. He's played great here, like you mentioned. I like Jaeger bombs. Pendrith is second in my model. Um, he's second in driving distance, is what one thing we were looking at. From 200 plus, he's 60th in the field, but from 175 to 200, he's eighth. And so he does that extremely well, and he can scramble his butt off. It's like Pendrith is very live, and then EVR is third in my model. So I like him a ton. He's first in this field in the strokes game, ball striking over the last 24 rounds. Um, and when you look iron play, 200 plus is 77th, not great. 41st and 125 to uh, 175 to 200, but it's just that consistency. His approach game second in the field. He's eighth off the tee. He's just putting the full game together. So I like uh, those three a ton. Some other outliers like Ryu. I, I do agree. He's 19th in my model. He's um, 17th from 175 to 200 in that long iron play. We're talking about. He gives himself tons of birdie opportunities. Fifth and birdie or better in the last 24 rounds. So those are the main guys I'm looking at. You can make. I, I wouldn't be opposed to the Brandon Lewis because from course history alone here. Has been great. Hubbard's played well here. He's a birdie uh, machine when he's on. He can be tilting. So I, I, I agree with that. But I'm going to try to keep it to those three or four and uh, see where magic can hopefully happen. 8K range, you got Davis Thompson, Dougie Gim, Jake Knapp, Cam Champ, Aaron Rye, Charlie Hoffman, who's putting it together lately, Justin Sue, Michael Kim, Mab McNeely, and Austin Eckroat. What do you like in this range? Uh, Davis Thompson in 89. He's never played here, but... 15th, his last start at the Phoenix Open. Um, miscut the Farmers, but was on a little bit of a streak before that. Uh, Doug Gim at 8,800. I feel like this is a little bit of a low price on him. He did miss the cut in his one start. or in, He misses, missed the cut last year, 33rd the year before that. Back-to-back top 15s for Doug Gim on tour. Jake Knapp, uh, this dude will absolutely bomb it. Um, 28th and 3rd in his last two starts on tour. He's uh, – um, a, a new guy. I think he's a, a rookie, but he's uh, very much in play for me. Um, Cam Champ, six eighty six hundred, uh, eighth and sixth in his two starts here. Four straight missed cuts on tour. <laughs> Do with that what you'd like. Michael Kim at eighty two hundred thirtieth in his one start here. Did miss the cut his last time out the Phoenix Open, but was playing pretty solid golf before that. Um, Mad McNeely at eighty one hundred sixtieth here last year has made three straight cuts on tour, including a sixth-place finish his last time out at the uh, Phoenix Open. So um, I, I really like Mav uh, quite a bit, especially at that price. I think Doug Gim is underpriced there, and then Jake Knapp is a bit of a, a GPP flyer. Yeah, I agree. I think McNeely is uh, underpriced here as well, just like you are saying, because 
Uh, he's coming in well. The the stats aren't ideal, but he's continuing to improve. Like, you know, Will Zalatoris is improving from injury. McNeely is improving for inj- from injury. McNeely used to be much uh, much more respected in the field when he was on point, and he would not be 8100 bucks. So someone to keep in mind when looking at that. Uh, Jake Knapp, I do like a lot, young kid. Um, I only have 22 total rounds for him, of course, but he rates out his driving distance is six in the field, which is what you want to see. Iron plays okay. Uh, he's got good scrambling ability if all else fails, which you hope you don't need to in this event. But like you mentioned bombs away, see where it goes from there. I love Dougie Gim, 14th in my model. Um, he's, he's got good iron play. His approach game is 10th in the field, uh, fifth off the tee. He's played very well here, as you mentioned. Davis Thompson I like as well at 8900 bucks. He ranks seventh in my model. He's third in the field from approximately 200 plus and 29th from 175 to 200. So great long iron play was, again, what I'm looking at here. And then just to highlight your Cam Champ point, one might say he fits a golf course. Is when I, and by no means are my models like perfect for any golf course, but what I'm looking for at this golf course, Cam Champ ranks fourth in this field, even with the four miscuts. He's in this field over the last 24 rounds, he's four strokes gained off the tee. His problem is around the greens and his wedge play. That's his weakness. He's second in the field in driving distance, he's fifth in long irons from 200 yards plus. He's uh, 36 from 175 to 200. He's 21st just in ball strike, strike screen, ball striking. The dude's hitting it well. It's his putting and his short game that's crushing him right now. And the way this course lays out, he might not have to use his wedge that often, which could come into play for Cam Champ. Now, am I all in on Cam Champ? No, but there's the, the argument if you're looking for it with Cam Champ. Uh, other than that, Charlie Hoffman is kind of interesting at 84, really starting to find some find his groove here. That's a guy that uh, if he's if he's rolling the rock well, could take a push as well. But you know it's McNeely, uh, Knapp, Gim, Thompson's the main ones I'm looking at here. Seventy nine to seventy five. You got S H Kim, Toasty, Hadley, Lashley, Vincent Norman, Johnny V, Johnny Vegas, K H Lee, Alex Smalley, and that'll do it in this range. Small range here. So who you got? Because <laughs> they're all on the fives and sixes. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. It's- Kind of odd. I got Toasty at uh, uh, 7,800, finished 10th here last year. Um, hasn't played since the Farmers, but he finished 43rd there. And then Vincent Norman at 7,600, 18th here last year, coming off a miscut at the Phoenix Open, 56th at the Farmers. Uh, but those are two guys right there that that I would target in this range, especially Toasty, who has a propensity to either cheat or go really low at times. I like Toasty quite a bit. I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, like you said, he, the way he finished here last year uh, at 10th and just his overall gameplay is good. I think SH Kim's interesting, 24th here last year, uh, and then recent form 28th at Phoenix, 31st at Pebble, 50th at Farmers, Miscut at Amex, 30th at Sony. He's playing well, all things considered in this field. So I think SH Kim's the guy. Johnny V, Johnny Vegas, 22nd in Phoenix, as he's been battling back from injury, plays well on these, uh, you know, Southern Hemisphere, not even Southern Hemisphere, South American courses uh is something to keep in mind with johnny v and when you look at uh, he hasn't played here in two years the two years they've had it here because he's been battling injuries but he's actually first in my model which makes me feel wonderful um he's second off the tee he's fourth in driving distance second in ball striking second from 175 to 200 and 48th and 200 plus so if he's feeling good this uh this fits him very well and that is it for me in this range good another small range here 
780, 74. Might as well have done them all together. Uh, Matt Wallace at 74. Carson Young at 74. Bjork at 73. Stallings, Spawn, Sig, Gotterup, Sam Stevens, Novak, and Bobby Mack round out the 7K. Yeah, I got Carson Young at 7,400. Finished 15th here last year. Three straight meg cuts for him on tour, including a 17th place finish at the American Express uh, a month ago. Uh, Samuel Stevens at 7,100. Has never played here, but we talked about this guy quite a bit last year. Um, yeah. Fell off a little bit at the end, but four straight May cuts for him on tour. Yeah, four. Uh, two inside the top 30, um, including his last finish at the Phoenix Open where he finished 28th. So those are my two main targets here. I mean, I could see like, I, I don't know, 7,200 JJ Spawn. I, he's, it's, it's really sketch, but like, I think he's a better bet to win because of his odds than, than, it sounds weird, but then to play, then to play him on here, um, you know, but that's just me. Like even like a top 20 for JJ seems like a more. Yeah. I mean, cause he's bet. 110 to one. Yeah. To win. And, so. and I'm with you. Like I was looking at him deep. I had like a, about an extra hour to, to look at stuff today. And I was like clicking on certain names, looking at a lot more of the, the charts and stuff. And it just feels like you see JJ at 7,200 bucks. Like, what are we doing here? Like what's yeah, going on? But, he's been coming in in rough form. Yeah, so I was gonna say. Then you look at his recent form. Yeah, like yeah, okay. But like you're saying, if it's gonna click, he could dominate most of this field. You wouldn't be shocked, right? It's because of the way he was playing, like the end of the season last year. That I agree with you completely. Is what I'm trying to say is that uh, if you want to take a flyer on a guy, he could be one of them for sure. Um, I'm 100 percent on Carson Young with you. This is one of our boys from the fall swing. He's a 28th in my model. He's a ninth in ball striking. He's first in 200 plus yardage plays. And he is what was it, 19th in 175 to 200. So great long iron player for Carson Young. So I'm on board with that at 74. I did have JJ Spawn start just to have the discussion that you brought up, which is perfect. Uh, Grayson Sig at 72. If you want to take some uh, past history here, he's finished 18th and 39th. Could be something to look at, but not a whole lot else. I do like Sam Stevens a lot at 71. I'm glad you brought him up because, again, clicking on his um, – overall profile and there have been some market improvements like you said we used to play the, the snot out of him then he fell off in the fall it felt like but then he's come back strong here in the early part of the season so i'm 100 on the sam stevens train at 71 and that'll do it in this range all right 6k is a lot bigger so i ain't reading them all who do you like yeah, here i don't blame you i actually like joseph bramlett quite a bit 10th year last year he did miss the cut in 2022 um coming off a missed cut but finished 25th uh at the farmers and you know we know how far he hits it davis riley at 6500 fifth year last year uh made one cut this year was at the at pebble beach which was his last start which was a no so, cut. <laughs> you know there you go three straight missed cuts before that uh parker cootie um I, I, he's mostly a corn fairy guy but he did play the uh, farmers open uh, farmers insurance open where he, he made the cut missed the cut at the american express and made the cut at the Sony Open. So two out of three for him this year uh, on tour. Rafael Campos, um, you always got to kind of play. I, I, I think he's Mexican. Get your Latin flair. Get your Latin flair. That's the way I say it because he's he. I, I don't want to misspeak. I think he is. I'm with you. I think he is. Let's let's just double check on that before we yeah. put our, our foot in the mouth here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know – Getting guys who it means a little bit more to that playing that narrative, um, Dominican Republic. Yeah, nope, never mind. No, 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 no. That's a, he's an actor. That was an actor born in uh, 
1936. Puerto Rican. That's what I was thinking. It's Puerto Rican. Uh, he is from Puerto Rico. You're yep. correct. Yes. Yeah. So you want to play that one a little bit more at the Puerto Rico. Uh, but <laughs> either way, uh, uh, he's still – my model likes him, and I, I, I'm assuming it's because of – one good start at the played well Farmers here, Insurance so. Open. So finished 20th there. And that's all I got in the 6K range. All right. Uh, no, no, I got Bronson Burgoon. I'm sorry. There you go. I'm glad you mentioned him. Even, yeah. Yeah. So think, two, two out of two make cuts for him on PJ Tour this year. Yeah, coming back from injury because he made that first cut. I'll just click on his name real quick to mention it. He's 6K. So the rankings like ranked 117th. He doesn't have a lot of recent rounds. Let's put it that way because he was injured for all of 23. He played in April of 22 on the Valero. Didn't play again until the Amex in, in this year because he was on a medical exemption that he jumped back in. And he went 14th and 50th. Those are his two finishes between the Amex and the Farmers. So this is Burgoon, who used to play actually pretty reasonable golf. And he's made two cuts since coming back from his long layoff due to injury at 6K. I like him a lot this week, actually, just at that price point for a guy that has, compared to other people down here, I like him a lot because I think he has a lot of upsides, what I'm trying to say, at, at that price point. So Burgoon at 6K, I'm with you on Dylan Wu at 69, I like. I'm going to say Sammy Volamaki at $6,700. Bucks. Uh, more of a Euro Tour guy, but we saw him um, – Finished 41st at the Phoenix Open, 43rd at the Farmers. So a couple decent finishes there. Has never played here. Garrett Higo missed the cut here last year, but I want to bring him up. He's 49th at the Phoenix Open, two missed cuts prior to that, 60th at Sony. But he actually rakes out really well here. He's 16th in my model. He's uh, 10th in driving distance, 27th from 200 plus, 35th from 175 to 200. So good, uh, a decent driver of distance of the golf ball and good iron play. Uh, is one to look at Harrison Endicott. If you're feeling frisky, you can go there. Our boy Kyle y- Carl Yawns down at sixty two hundred dollars. What the hell happened here, Jesse? We were all like, this guy was crushing it for us. Sixty two hundred dollars. I guess that's what happens when you miss the cut in Phoenix. You uh, miss the cut of the Farmers with you missed the cut at the Amex, and <laughs> but you're fourth at Sony, so that was fun. But uh, he's cheap if you want a birdie fest type guy down here with Carl Yawn at sixty two hundred. And uh, last year, he finished 55th year, his lone appearance. Then I want to mention Ches Reeve. He's $6,200, 49th last year, 13th the year before here. Um, again, we're talking cheap, so that's why we're talking about stuff like this. Yeah. Three out of four missed cuts this season. <laughs> what I want to mention, and he's 92nd in my model, but if we're looking, if, if we're trying to stick to the di- driving distance iron play, driving distance, whatever, he's 130th in the field. Long irons, though, 24th from 200 yards plus, 7th from 175 to 200. He doesn't have to worry about a bad driver because the fairways are so wide. So as long as he can just put it somewhere on the runway, he, he can use his iron play to hopefully get him some chances. So it's like if you're throwing darts at 6,200 bucks, Chaz is a guy I wouldn't uh, completely throw off the paper, so I'm trying to say. Kevin Chappell's another guy that at 6,000 is playable, too. Yep, I have him right here. I did not mention him, but I agree with you on that. I did have him chalked off. You've been a Chappie guy for a while, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. 5K range, what do you like? I actually have like five guys start off. It's scary. <laughs> Hayden Springer at 5,700. Um, 33rd, his last start at the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. Tom Whitney uh, also played the Farmers, finished 13th. Uh, Kevin Doherty. Um, pretty sure he's an actor, but he also finished 50th at the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, and Ben Taylor at 5,100 finished yep. eighth here last year, come off a miscut of Phoenix, but made the cut of the Farmers four straight miscuts before that. 
Uh, but again, 10th here last year and he's, or eighth, I'm sorry, eighth here last year and he's $5,100. Yeah. It's it's the world we're living in now. Uh, Tyson Alexander, 5,600 bucks, missed the cut here last year. 53rd at Phoenix, 56th at the farmers missed cuts prior to that. Of course, uh, I wanted to mention the fact that uh, he, um, he's fifth from 175 to 200. Everything else a little murky as you'd expect. David Lipsky, 5,500 bucks. This is a guy that, um, usually rates up pretty well in these fields, but here's what you got. You got four straight missed cuts to start the season. That's cool. Uh, but if you look at rec- uh, qu- course history, 60th and 6th, pick your poisons, all I'm going to say. <laughs> Which one do you want to roll with? He's been playing horrible golf, but he likes playing here. Scott Piercy, 39th and 33rd here. He's $5,300. Has not played this entire season yet. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and then you mentioned Ben Taylor, who I completely agree with. He's actually 12th from 200 yards plus and 33rd from 175 to 200 with 44th in driving distance. So those actually check out at 5,100 bucks. Makes sense why he's played pretty well here. You can drive the snot out of the ball and uh, really good iron play. Gives himself some chances at 51. And then I did star Matt Akins here. I'm trying to figure out why. Miscut at the waste management, uh, 64th at the farmers. And uh, I don't even know why I must have actually checked him because I'm looking at everything here. I have no reason to have him checked off. But, um, yeah, he's 41st in my model for some. God, they're great iron play, but who knows when those rounds came from. So, yeah, it's 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 ugly, Jesse. It's ugly. Um, let's recap things. 10K range, who you got? I'm going to say uh, Hoygaard. I'm going to go Olsen, Thorborn Olsen. That's, that's just rough. 9K range. Jaeger. Yeah, I'll go Pendrith since I get since you to get. Yeah, I might triple stack this range. Uh, 8K range. Mav McNeely. Okay. I'm going to go with Davis Thompson. So just do 7K range. Who do you like? I'm going to say uh, Toasty. That is the pick. I, uh, so you took Toasty. I will take Sam Stevens. Uh, 6K range. Bramlett. That's fair. I will take. Oh, no, I want uh, – where did he go? He's down here. Give me Burgoon at 6K. And then who's your 5K guy? Throw a dart. Tyson Alexander. Um, ben Taylor is my guy. I'm gonna yeah, ben, hey, if you're going to go YOLO, if, if you're going to play Tony Fee now, play Ben Taylor and just walk – like make that your one-two punch and go. Might as that, well. It just seems like fun. I don't want to play cash this week. No. I'm sorry, people. Just don't do it to yourselves unless you – yeah, I never – I'm not going to say unless. Don't do it. Just don't do it to yourselves. Yeah. Uh, but if you're building a GPP lineup, Jesse, where are you starting things off? I'm going um, Jaeger, Nap, and Burgoon. We're going to have like to really that. keep an eye on Burgoon. I guess we're going to have to bet him, aren't we? Yeah, at least a top 20, I think, just for yeah. fun. Or even see what a top 40 is based on his rank. You might still get okay odds at a top 40, honestly. Uh, but I'll say a Burgoon for me as well. I just love that 6K price tag for what he does. I'll go a Burgoon, Sam Stevens at 71, and um, and Jaeger bombs. And you can fill in the rest from there. You could make a lot of teams in between that area. All right. Picks to win. You got seven and a half to one on Tony Fino. That's rich. Um, Grio's 22. Jaeger, Jaeger at 22 seems fun. Yeah, um, I'm looking looking at FanDuel odds here, so they might be slightly different than yours. I got Mav at 60 to one. JJ Spawn, I told like I talked about before, I'd rather bet him to win than play him on DraftKings. 110 to one. Bramlett 110 to one. Um, and then Jaeger at 22. Not 
what I really want to bet Stefan Yeager at, but I'd rather bet him. I think is a good chance to win this tournament. And then looking at going back to DraftKings, looking at uh, top twenty odds, Burgoon, uh, five point five to one. That's pretty good. Not bad. And then uh, once plus one sixty five on the top forty. So bad either. We'll place both of those. If you guys want to look at top twenty bets and you're not worried about like you know retiring tomorrow, but you want to make some money, EVR at plus one seventy five is pretty sweet. Plus money on EVR at a top twenty this event. I like that a lot, honestly. Um, heck, you can get Keith Mitchell at plus one forty. Olson's one forty, and he's a ten k guy. What the hell are we doing here? Man, this is top twenty. I double check. I clicked the right button. Good lord, they're I all plus because it's, outside it's, of Hogard and Finau. Right. I guess it's because these guys are just sketch as shit. Yeah, which makes sense. Like McNeely plus two fifty. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Sam Stevens. This is where you, this is where you get a lot of discrepancy this week between DK pricing and like sportsbook pricing. Because like Sam Stevens and Toasty are up here next to me. Like they're all over. Like they should be a lot lower. Is what I'm trying to say. This is quite interesting. But yeah, uh, anybody else you're looking at this week? Because I just keep blabbering and looking at numbers and going, <laughs> what? Like I need to get a, a state that allows me to bet. Yeah. Um. You, you really don't want it though. Then you just end up firing off a bunch of dumb shit and then don't win anything and lose all your money. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't have much else. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's fun to look forward to what we have coming up here in the yeah. next few weeks. Dude, you can get Tony Fina out of top 10 at plus 110. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good bet. Yeah, honest. plus 110 because plus top 5 plus 210. Like, just don't be greedy. Take those extra five spots. Right. Unless he literally like gets the shits, I don't know how he doesn't top ten this event. I'm with you. <laughs> There's no such thing ever in life as free money. We know this, but that's pretty good options right there. <laughs> I'm with you. But all right, we'll wrap it up there. As I can, like I said, I can keep just staring at these and blabbering for days. But uh, we'll be back next week with uh, the event formerly known as the Honda. That's all I'm going to call it because I think it's a covalent or something. It's event formerly known as the Honda. We'll figure Come it out next week. It. Yeah. Cognizant, I think. It's cognizant. I'm not very cognizant of this event. (laughs) uh, There you go. There's your big word of the day, everybody. Uh, Make sure you check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at BD Intrick. This is your 2024 Mexico Open preview. Catch you on.